welcome to season two of Pasco Podcast, a series where we discuss leadership and public service. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the 550,000 plus residents of Pasco County, as represented by the Board of County Commissioners. It's through their trust and empowerment of our workforce and leadership team that we're able to bring you this podcast. We created this podcast to help public servants build leadership skills and leverage them for success by sharing the experiences of our peers. Hi, I'm Dan Biles, and welcome to our 17th episode of Pasco Podcast. Join us today is Facility Management Director, Andrew Baxter, and Facilities Maintenance Supervisor, Vito Timbasco. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. And not only that, but our recently recognized Leader of the Year for Pasco County. So congratulations on that. Uh, very well done. I see your team out there doing great things all over the county, so we appreciate that. Well, thank you very much. So welcome. Again, just want to have a conversation kind of about leadership um, mm -hmm. in public service and, and what we do. And, you know, y'all are y'all work kind of in a support role, right, behind the scenes, uh, doing work to let others be successful. Uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about that and how you go about, trend, you know, getting your your team uh, involved in that. So, so let's just kind of kick it off. Tell us a little bit, you don't mind, a little bit kind of about yourself and then how you came to Pasco. Yeah. So – I'll uh, I'll get started, and then uh, Vito, who's been here much longer than I have, can tell you the real history. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I've been with Pasco County uh, government for the last fifteen years. I started in kind of a project coordinator role, uh, coming in and managing our computerized maintenance management system, and some of the other aspects of our department that are kind of support functions within our department. Rose through the ranks, started managing our uh, our contracts and our specifications and some of our outside vendors. Uh, had the opportunity then to uh, to be promoted to a, a supervisory position, um, and then had an opportunity. Our our director retired, and had an opportunity for to serve in that uh, acting capacity for about a year. And then uh, ultimately, uh, another director was was. Uh, was selected, but that was a great learning opportunity for me as well. Uh, it allowed me to to be coached and mentored under a really great leader, um, who's with the organization in a in a much higher role now, um, as one of our assistant county administrators. And through that, then I was able to be promoted to the director position uh, when he ascended to his uh, his current role. Right. So. All right, cool. Thanks. So, fifteen years here. With yeah. Us. So you've kind of seen some transitions been over through time. Three county administrators, seen the differences in leadership styles and and uh, multiple different commissions and how they're organized right. and and seen the evolution of our entire organization right. um, firsthand. And it, right. it's really wonderful to see. Right. Right. Cool. Thanks. Originally, <clears throat> excuse me. Originally from New York City. Okay. Um, born and raised there, and. Uh, I went to school, became an auto mechanic, went to auto mechanic school. And from there, my parents decided to move to Florida and I stayed behind. So being kind of young, right out of high school, you you really learn what it's like to take care of yourself. Um, then a couple of years later, my father did start getting ill and uh, wound up with open heart surgery and didn't do good. So I came down to Florida to help them out with the family business. And um, from there, I, he backed out of the family business because of health. So I decided, well... I didn't want to do that no more. So I took a job at the county back in September of 89. Okay. So I'm here a little bit over 30, you know, I'm in my 33rd year. Okay. Um, and like Andrew, I've seen a lot of, uh, I've seen what this place was all trailers, about 20, right. 25 trailers on the property. And I've seen the uh, buildings go up and so forth. And I've uh, been with facilities for the whole time. 
And I'm proud to say I've been with facilities. It's right. a great organization. Actually, under Andrew's leadership, it came way better than what it ever has been. So right. I appreciate what he's done. Right. Yeah. So. And, and, and you know, you mentioned you know, the director, you learned, you know, Eric does a great job now with us running all internal services. Uh, and, and, you know, I've learned a lot from him as well. And, you know, to a certain extent, we're kind of similar, but we're also different too. So that's really good. Um, so let's uh, talk a little about, about leadership and, and leadership philosophy. So kind of, you know, what, what, what's your leadership philosophy? How do you lead your teams? How do you get them to buy in? Yeah. So f for me, what I try to create uh, within facilities and even in anything that I, I'm associated with, or whether it be church or outside organizations, it's really thinking about the whole person. Um, you know, what, what we do in the workplace doesn't stop. Uh, right. You know, that carries home and what, what happens at home then carries into the workplace. So um, trying to really understand that both of those situations are equally important to a person and, and realize that that matters. And so you care about them in their totality. Um, the other thing is, you know, and it kind of goes with our facilities <laughs> uh, mantra is we're, we're builders. You right. know? So, um, and so with that, we're building teams, we're building up people, um, we're, we're just building culture. Mm -hmm. And so all of that kind of goes hand in hand with, with kind of my leadership philosophy. Um, and lastly, it's, uh, it's about having fun. Mm -hmm. um, work uh, that you love will never be a day of work. Right. Um, it is just enjoyable and you, you come and you do it and you, it, you have a camaraderie with, with the people that are on your team and it's just, it's just enjoyable. Right. So, yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. Work you enjoy really isn't work. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so how do you lead your teams? Well, I was uh, 28 plus years. I was a tech and okay. then gave, given into the supervisor role uh, approximately four plus years. And I understood what, what the guys wanted being a tech. So from there, I, I took what what we really always wanted was the respect, the responsibility, empowerment to do our job. Uh, the gentlemen are professionals and they don't want to be treated less than a professional. So I'll tell you this, it's the greatest team of techs I've seen in 33 years in this department. These guys are phenomenal. They do great work. Um, so <clears throat> just talking to them, communicating with them. And uh, we have our own dialogue because we're construction workers. Right. So we we talk and right. the honest the honesty and the trust between us, I think really um, took off on us. And right. knowing that I'm gonna help them and I'm gonna back them. And I'll give you a funny story, Fox Hollow. Um, MRIs were MREs were put in the uh, garage area right. and we were asked to get them out. So we go there and we back up the truck and we couldn't use a forklift because uh, when we opened it up, we found oh, close to a thousand rats Ooh. eating Ooh. everything. So the guys looked at me and I looked at them and I'm like, all right, let's go gentlemen. And I was the first one to dig in and I got these rodents crawling all over me and the guys looked at me, they're laughing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden everybody just jumped in. Right. So Developing that with the team really right. says a lot. And right. uh, I respect every one of them. And yeah. that's the biggest factor is the respect and well, trust. And, and I think for a certain extent, when you come from that technician role, you understand that perspective. Yes. Uh, and then you you don't have a problem jumping in either, right? No, sir. Because uh, you understand what needs to be done. And so, you know, that that helps build that team, that, that team camaraderie. You know, I, I kind of talk about, you know, there are, there are 
there are very few departments I can actually run from mm-hmm. an experience and resume perspective. And so, it, you know, it, it would be hard for me to jump in to do something like that. But there are ways to do that even outside of that, right, yes. and way to take care of the team. So I like to – we all like to use our hands in, in our field. That's what we right. developed. Is, it's the use of our hands, and that's what we like to build on. And um, I still love to jump in with the guys, even though I'm a lot older and the body's not what it used to be. And those younger guys sometimes, get out of here, get out of here. You know, right. they kick me to the side. Right. Um, but Andrew actually witnessed the cafe over at the West Pasco Judicial Center. Andrew and uh, Jesse come over. They bring me over there and they say, this is what we would like to do. And they gave us an idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now what I did was I grabbed my texts and I say, gentlemen, about five or six of them, this is the idea. This is what we'd like to do. And then I give my opinion of what I think it should look like. Then all of a sudden, they go. We go around and we get all their opinions. And I turn around and say, "Okay, gentlemen, it's yours." Mm-hmm. And Andrew's seen it. The, it's a beautiful job from something that was disgusting looking to right now it's modern looking, and the completed job is beautiful. And right. that's what they do, and they're proud of it. So yeah, I'd like to add on to that yeah, story please. because I, I came over and I visited that job site, right. and. Um, one of the technicians there, uh, you know, there there was actually a there was a there was something that was discovered behind the wall right. that we were not anticipating, um, which had to change our our plans on that on that project, um, and so I said, hey, you know, don't don't worry about it. We'll, let's we we can ignore that and we don't have to do it that way. And th- this technician uh, stepped up and said, you don't worry about that. That's what you pay us for. We'll take care of it. We'll make it the way the vision was envisioned, right. and we'll get it there. And, and so that kind of that kind of leadership in the mm-hmm. field is it, from top to bottom in our organization, right. and w- it's just something that I'm super proud right. of and uh, really happy to see. Yeah, no, I I can appreciate that, and I know I remember when I first got here, <clears throat> I would ask Eric the question, okay, why do the facilities look the way they do? And, and you know, my follow on was, okay, that's not the way I want them to look, right? And I didn't tell them what else, anything else. I just kicked it over to y'all. And now, and now five years later, you're starting to see the maturity and the growth and a lot more of the professionalism in the way places we work as opposed to kind of the way it was, right? Um, so, and I frankly really appreciate that. It makes, uh, so how and when, you know, as you're going through your career, did you kind of decide um, you wanted to be, wanted to lead others, lead a crew, lead a team, lead a department? So for me, um, it really started with uh, a grandfather and a dad who who kind of poured into me and and showed me what hard work looked like mm-hmm. and were leaders in their own right. Uh, my grandfather leading the family plumbing business. My dad went and sort of did his own thing, worked in the plumbing business, was a master plumber, um, but then kind of trailblazed his own path. Um, and so... It, in, in each of those examples, uh, and there are many, many more, uh, it really then encouraged me to, to care for others because I could see what they were doing. And then that led to, uh, you know, at early age, uh, joining Scouts. Mm-hmm. And, and that, leadership, uh, that leadership focus that's within the Scouting organization was really a, a kind of a, a turning point for me to really understand what leadership truly looked like. Um, and so it's funny side story. I, I never got my Eagle Scout. Um, I, I 
I wish I had, but I was so focused on being senior patrol leader, patrol leader. I was focused on leadership positions within the, within the troop, um, you know, being on camp staff. I actually never went to a summer camp as a scout. I always was on <laughs> staff as a scout. So I never, I never completed merit badges the way you're supposed to. <laughs> so, um, but, but I, I am proud to, to say that I'm part of Scouting's Honor Society, the Order of the Arrow. Um, all of that led to a foundation of leadership that then is just built on over years. Right. I guess for me, it was, um, family businesses, uh, my father owned a trucking business when I was young and I always went with him and he had a couple of employees underneath him and I always kind of worked with them and kind of took over some of the stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then they bought a Carvel store and I worked at the Carvel store and we had employees there and it was, you had to make the schedules, you had to take care of payroll, you had to take care of all those good things. And uh, then they came down here and they opened up a painting contractor business. And when I came down here, I worked for them there and that was another you had a crew that you had to run and so forth. And um, always, I was always taught, I hate to say it that way, but always taught to be out in front. And I guess that was the personality I took was I'm, I'm the front guy. And, you know. Yeah, no, and it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, we've been, this is our 17th one, right? Yes. And it's, 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 uh, I don't want to say surprising because my story on leadership development is also a, a parent relative building Right. And so, but it's amazing how many times it's a, it's a parent or parents that are involved in the development of the people that lead here at Pasco County. Right. And, and I think that's true everywhere. And then the other thing is, um, you know, as you know, I went from the military of, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of employees to a 25 person firm, small business and the mindset in a small business is completely different. And what we've tried to do here is take that family type mindset where you knew everybody, you knew what was going on, you know what's going on with their kids and bring it here to Pasco, even though we have almost 3,200 employees, because it's the same thing. It's just a different scale. You know, and I was, <clears throat> I was talking to uh, an MPA class last night uh, with USF and uh, going through our cultural, where we've been from a culture perspective. And you know, one of the questions was, well, how do you get examples of leaders? And I, and I went back to, well, go back in your history, parents, you know, coaches, teachers, see the ones that have done good and the ones that have done bad and learn from that as a base starting point. So, yeah, no, it's great. So, and you all have kind of both mentioned and you've kind of answered this question already, but I'll, I'll go through it again anyway. So from a leadership perspective, kind of who's been that biggest influence in your life? So going back to what you said, uh, it really is that that kind of legacy. It starts there. Um, I, I equate it, uh, you know, if you think about the Bible in Hebrews 11, it talks about this, this kind of who's who of, right. of great saints throughout history, mm-hmm. you know, David and, uh, you know, Moses, all, all these, all these, all these ladies and gentlemen who, who were leaders in their own rights. And then the next, the next chapter, 12 verse one calls them this great cloud of witnesses. Um, and so I like to think of that for all the people that have affected me as well. And so there, there are, it starts with, you know, that legacy, you know, I've got great grandfathers who were Navy captains and then became a police chief in Ocean City, New Jersey, founded uh, the Ocean City Beach Patrol. Uh, my other side of the family, great grandfather immigrated from Ireland, um, started a plumbing company, and that plumbing company still exists in sort of an iteration in the family to this day. Um, so it's, it's really it's really that. And then it's the people that pour into you throughout your entire life. Um, you know, like I said, scouts, 
church leaders, um, community leaders, um, work leaders, all of those people throughout time uh, have, have been a mold and an influence on me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, it, it would it would be a laundry list if I were to name names. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, for me, of course, it started with the parents. Right. And uh, my other half, uh, Michalena, who is a very strong woman, um, been through a lot in her life. Uh, Andrew knows about it, and I prefer not to mention it. But um, very strong. Uh, she, big influence. And then really, um, for me, it's watching people, um, seeing how people treat people, watching that the people that treat people bad, watching that confrontation develop, and then the people that treat people good, watching how those people blossom and they want to help and they it affects them in a different manner. Um, I really, I really, I, I like watching people and how they interact with each other. And that teaches you that it's better to be nice and respectful and you'll get more accomplished than being nasty and demanding, right. uh, in my opinion. Right. You know, and then I did a lot of coaching with baseball. Um, okay. From Little League, you know, my sons did Dixie League right on up through. And then I was a high school head coach for Nature Coast for a couple of years. Um, took the kids to the World Series of Dixie, which uh, was a great thing. But watching the way the kids, the, all the different personalities of the young men. And then the hardest part was the parents. Right. Dealing with the parents. Um <laughs> You had to learn how to deal with them. And that was right. an influence on how to deal with people in general. So right. that's the way I look at it. Yeah, because every parent thinks their kid's the next Babe Ruth or Mickey yes, Mantle. Or, my, right, my right. child was five-year yeah. all-star. I'm sorry, yeah. man. I'm not on this team. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. that's got to be tough. I've been on both sides of that. As a coach, yeah. as a kid playing, and as a parent watching my kids play. Yes. You know, so uh, that's a... A lot of respect for the, <laughs> those youth coaches out there that do that. It's tough. So high school's uh, worse. Uh, I can nothing personal. I can only imagine. It is. You know, uh, so. you know, I appreciate my dad would he he grew up in Fort Pierce playing baseball, won a state championship. You yeah. know, playing baseball here in Florida, and uh, he he could have gone and played. I think he was drafted by the Tigers it, it, back when they had you know you know thousand rounds right. And mm-hmm. but he just <clears> you know out of his intuitive wisdom, he decided to go join the Navy. And where I was like, Dad, you could have played baseball, but yeah, that's what he decided to do. And yet, you know, he would come to our games, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't coach us during the games. We would just get, hey, here's the things you did good. Here's the things you can improve when we're done, right? Not during the game, but when we're done, kind of let us play and do right. the thing while we're out there. So, um, yeah, no, I really, really, really appreciate that. So as we're um, thinking through it, and part of this is trying to, trying to develop the next next set of leaders right ultimately we'll all be replaced somebody will take our place and sit in our seats and we want them to be successful or more successful than we are right that next generation so as as you think through your career and things you know what kind of what are some lessons about leadership that would you'd like to share and i know andrew you're heavily involved in our leadership development program but what are some of those that you'd like to share uh, to the people watching or listening yeah so leadership is a heart matter first and foremost you've got to care about people um, if you don't care about people, then leadership is not the business for you. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you have to desire, you have to have a desire to see what's best for them and and invest in them and grow with them. And, and I do mean grow with them because you are learning just as much from others. Um, as a leader, you have to be open to continual growth for yourself as well. Um, at the same time, 
uh, a leader is kind of a maintainer of cultural norms. Um, and I'm going to, uh, there's, there's a great reason why Vito is here. Because uh, this, the, the story that I'm going to tell you about cultural norms um, and, and leadership development uh, is, is right here manifest in front of us. Um, Vito, uh, Vito had an interaction with, with another employee in facilities that um, at the time I was the acting director. Um, and it caused me to have to maintain a cultural norm boundary. Um, I'll say he suspended it. me. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote Vito up. <laughs> Had me suspended and rightfully so. Um, I and, and it, uh, a boundary was crossed. Mm-hmm. Now this was Vito was in a, was not in a supervisory position at that time, but I don't hold grudges. Um, we, we all make mistakes. Errors are made. But the, the idea is to create restoration and growth and continual improvement. Eventually, Vito was promoted to a labor supervisor and then a supervisor. And through, through just the, the working relationships that, that we have within our, within our division, in our, in our department, um, Vito now is the leader of the year for Pasco County. And, and that just is, that's just a testament to, to that that ideal of maintaining cultural norms, but with an idea toward always investing in people so they continue to grow and succeed. Right. And, and you know, maintaining those cultural norms aren't, e- aren't easy, right? Because it's, I mean, it's tough decisions. It's very tough decisions. And then we always aren't our best self when we come to work either, right, as leaders. And, and yet we still have that responsibility to maintain those cultural norms, right? And so, no, a great, great story. And, um, you know, re- redemption is a part of all of our stories, right? Because nobody that works for Pasco County is, you know, error-free. You know, we've all made mistakes. We've all blown stuff, uh, sometimes bigger than others, you know, but, you know, there's not a perfect person out there to hire, no. right? They don't exist. Correct. You know, so, Vito? <clears throat> as far as I look at for leadership skills, I, I do agree with Andrew about the caring and everything, but I'm going to go a little further is I look at, First off, in an emergency situation, who's cool, calm, and collected? Who's the nervous nilly? And I look at that because to me, the the person that's cool, calm, and collected is going to make a better decision than a person that's going to knee jerk that's right. nervous. Um, second part of it, um, uh, you look at the person. Do they care about people genuinely? And and that's part of it. Um, and then their work ethics. Uh, how are their work ethics? And that tells me, are they supervisor material or not? Um, that's where I you know. That's that's where I go with this. Um, but I do want to share one more story that Andrew. <laughs> the other side of that story. <laughs> no sir, no sir. Um, I got a lot of respect for this gentleman. Um, me and him did not communicate all that well in the beginning. And one day, uh, I had a I. Took, I was going to take a job at the school board and leave the county. I was just done with the county because it wasn't all that pleasant to be here, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Andrew came in and he waved and he stopped and he looks and he goes, walks and he goes, what's the matter? I says, I'm done. He goes, what do you mean you're done? I says, I'm going to take the job at the school board. I, they offered me the job. He looks at me and he goes, I wish you would trust in me. And me and this gentleman never really talked before, really at length. Um, he goes, I wish you would trust in me. Let me, you know, it's going to get better. Everything is, looks like it's going in the right direction. Trust me. 
And I says, well, I got to think about this, so forth, so forth. He goes, but if you need to take that job, take it. But I hope you trust in me that this, mm -hmm. we're going to get better. And I thought about that. And I'm saying to myself, he didn't tell me just get out. Right. He was telling me what he knows and without giving me what exactly what he knows. And I understand that part of it. So I came back the next day and I trusted him and I stayed with the county. And then from that point on, things just got so much better. And uh, our department, again, under him is, I'll, I'll debate it with anybody, is the best <laughs> department in Pasco County. So anybody's open for debate. Here I am. Right, 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 right. I will be more than happy to. Yeah, I think my next guests are from Animal Services. So we, well, maybe we'll have <laughs> we, a debate. We got, on that. Bring we got, them on. Yeah. We got some amazing departments throughout this yes, entire we do. organization. We do. Yes. we do. And we're just proud to be part of right, it. Right, right. Yeah. Still the best. Okay. He's still the best. <laughs> I'll try to be the diplomat. You want. <laughs> so, so you know, as you're you know working through in your career where you are today, how do you continue to build those skills, those leadership skills? Because we all need to be improving, right? You know, we all need to keep sharpening the sword. Uh, how do we? How do you personally continue to build your skills? Yeah, that that, that idea of of. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, Stephen Covey called it sharpening the saw. And uh, that, that idea of continually growing yourself um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, um, all of that is important. And, uh, you know, we, we do that within the department. Um, we, we, every year, have a very healthy training section of our budget that we think through um, pretty seriously. To make sure that we provide that opportunity within the financial resources for our team members. For me personally, it, it's continual growth. It's it's being humble enough to know I don't know it all, right. and I need to know more. And I and I'm going back to right now to get my master's degree. Um, and so that that's a piece of that. But another piece of that is continually paying it forward. Um, through the leadership development program that I've been involved in for the last uh, 10 years now. And, uh, you know, that that's an opportunity. I tell people during our boot camp week right. of that, 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 uh, that, that is a recharge for me, mm -hmm. even though I'm pouring myself out as one of the instructors that week, it, it is, it is a boost for me to see the enthusiasm of young leaders coming up within the organization. Right. Yeah, we got a bunch of really good ones. Yeah, we have a bunch of really good it's, ones. Uh, for me, it's uh, communication, listening, um, and learning off of other people's experiences. Uh, helps me to, you know, uh, deal with the the team better uh, um, and care about them. Genuinely care about them. A lot of the guys, if they have some issues, we talk, and I've talked to some of my team about issues. Um, you know, I, and I talk with Jesse Benarik, who who is mm -hmm. our manager, and quote, he is the best manager that we you'll ever have. I'm sorry, he is. Uh, we got some great people in our organization. Um, you know, just just listening to these type of people and listening to their experiences helps me become better and and, and keep moving along. I, that's what I believe. All right. Yeah. And, and we have a lot of great people everywhere, right? Yes, Every time I go to the you know, LDP and either at the beginning and or at the end, when I get a chance to talk and ask questions, I'm just amazed at the next generation coming up behind us and how, how more with it they seem to be than I remember myself at the same point, right? Yes, sir. Whatever it's 20, 30 years ago. Um, and so no, it's really, really good. So you know, we've kind of talked about, you talked about LDP and you talked about building leaders, but you know, as you specifically look at your teams, how do you 
develop and raise those that next generation of leaders? How are y'all working on that specifically in facilities? Yeah, so uh, I'll give you generally and then specifically. Right. Um, what I'm looking for when I'm kind of surveying the horizon for future potential leaders is those that are trying to build others up, that are not self-focused, but that are others-focused. Um, and so they're, they're the ones that you want to start investing in. And just like Vito said, you know, when, when, the, when the bad things are happening, when we have an emergency, when the chips are down, those that are jumping in first, that those are you, you keep your eye on those folks. Right. Um, and you start working to grow them and, and develop them and encourage them to, hey, why don't you take advantage of this course and this class and, and then see where things start to continue to grow from there. Um, so it, it's always this continual encouragement, but then specifically, um, within the department, you know, you, you do your, uh, uh, your book of the month club. Right. Um, and so we, we've, we've done that here within facilities. Um, we're, we're doing a chapter a month because, okay. you know, yeah. we, we, uh, you know, <laughs> so, sometimes you just got to grow into stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. So we we've started that process, and, and you know, I think that's been beneficial to to really start to open open my leadership team within the department's eyes to different ideas, different concepts of how leadership is applied and how it can be done to its best. Right. Yeah. Um, I know this sounds like a cop out, but he actually. As you would say, nailed it. <laughs> we have a nail award. He actually nailed it. Um, yeah, it, that's basically what we look at is right. everything that he said. So I really can't add much to it. Yeah, um, no, so it's it's great. Yeah, well, I, you know, I think about it, you know one of the things I like about books is mm -hmm. you get to see somebody else's how they did things or how they lead and what their thoughts are on leadership or service or or whatever whatever that aspect of leadership may be through their eyes. Uh, you know, in every one of those books are things to take away that are great. And there's things like, you know, that's not going to work for me. Well, that's what it's all about, right? Because we're all different people and I can't take the skills that make you great and apply them to me because I may not be able to do that. I have to be who I am, right? And so, you know, we can't fake that because frankly, people are way too smart for that. Sometimes it's addition through subtraction. Right. Yeah. You know, and so great. No, really, really good stuff. So, um, do you, as we kind of had discussion here for about 30 minutes or so, um, anything, other wisdom, tools, thoughts that you may want to share with the people who, who may be listening, watching? Um, well, I got two things I'd like to say. First sure. off, as far as <laughs> the thoughts for the county and everything else, um, stay with it. This county actually offers you so much. Um, 33 years, when I do retire, I'll be proud of it. I'm proud to be with the county for the 33 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, the benefits and, and the people and everything in general is just, it's a great place to be. You, you wake up in the morning saying, I got to go to work. You don't want to say, I hate going to this job. Right. I don't want to. My text talking with them, um, the team, it's, we get up in the morning, we have to go to work. I'm okay with it. You know, there's a lot of jokes and a lot of laughter. And Andrew can tell you, he's come down sometimes at lunch. And when he left, he <laughs> had tears in his eyes from the, from the jokes. Um, a little crude, but they're, they're funny. <laughs> and I wanted to touch back on that leadership uh, award. This is my opinion. Um, 
you take the custodial, you take the grounds, you take the, to me, the greatest team of techs I've ever worked with. And then you take the support group, Tom Johnson, Jesse Benarik, who I told you my best manager ever, and I, I will stand on that, uh, Doug Anderson, and then you take Andrew. Um, that give all that support. Then we have the construction renovation crew. We have the real property crew that give you all that support that you need. But there's one other person I have to mention, um, and I know she's going to be mad at me. <laughs> when you dial extension 3295, you get a sweet voice on the end of that phone. That's Eileen Dubay. Eileen, without her, none of this would happen because right. she is such a great support coordinator, mm -hmm. does so much for us. Um, we call her the backbone of facilities downstairs. Um, and all the texts go to her. She actually keeps me in line because I do have a little bit of a temper <laughs> once in a while. And she'll be like, and she'll point to me and she'll tell me. And then she talks me down and I understand where she's going. Right. And when I came as a supervisor, we had a little bit of a mess in there. And uh, Eileen just came to facilities. And I sat down with her and we said, we got a long haul. Let's um, put our heads together. And let me tell you something. That woman is the world. Um, she is facilities. So thank you, Eileen. I appreciate it. I know she's <laughs> going to be mad at me, but uh, I, I had to. No, that's great. No, I, I really appreciate that. You know, we we none of us can do what we do by ourselves. No, sir. Right? I mean, this is not an organization of one. You know, this organization of 3,200 people making it happen across, across the county, right? From the east to the west. Uh, nobody can do it by themselves. Right. And so, and speaking from, from the east to the west. So, Vito is speaking as our west yes, side right. maintenance supervisor. We have the equivalent of Eileen in our central region in Jen, and we have the equivalent of Eileen in our east region in Beth. And all of our team from, from east to west and from, you know, our construction renovation, our real property and planning, our operations and maintenance teams, they are all amazing. And it, that, that, the, those, Team, there is this book, and I have it here as one of my ones that I was going to talk about here <laughs> as, as uh, you know, takeaways. I, I want to leave you with three three books right. that have okay. been impactful to me. Um, the first one I'll, I'll mention, I'll go kind of backwards, is is this idea of team of teams, uh, by, written by uh, Stanley McChrystal, um, and that really helps you to define what it looks like for organizational mastery, mm -hmm. and helping your different teams. And those different cultures to come together as one. Mm -hmm. um, the next book is really how do you how do you get a, get your head wrapped around what it looks like to have individual contributions that are as impactful as possible, and that really is all about engagement. And then the, the book I would share with you there is um, is first break all the rules. Uh, right. That is a superb book. Uh, Gallup has used mm -hmm. then some of the takeaways out of that book uh, to measure um, employee performance and engagement. And it, it just really is a, it's a really great book. And then finally, for me personally, uh, one of those ideas that help create self-mastery, uh, and there's, there's many, but uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People okay. um, really is, is a standout for me of, of setting the ground rules mm -hmm. for what it means to uh, care for care for yourself mm -hmm. and care for others and want to just pour yourself into others. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so. all, all great books. And I think every one of them is on my bookshelf at some point. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it took me a while to read the McChrystal one because I knew some of his personal history yeah. in the military and that kind of took a little away from, but then you read the book and it's like, 
man, this is powerful stuff. If you can just implement and integrate some of the stuff that they did across our inter enterprise really, really helps out, which is what we try to do, especially in an activation mode, right? That's one of the reasons why we organize the way we do organize in an activation mode is to kind of follow that kind of a model. Yeah. So no, really great stuff. I appreciate you both for being here now appreciate you know, it. do a lightning round. And, okay. You know, just a few questions, kind of get people get to know you um, <clears throat> a little bit more than, you know, than the, those questions. And, and some of them are, yeah, they're kind of standard because I'm kind of falling into a habit like anybody else and asking them, but I'll, I'll move them around a little bit. So um, if you could travel one place uh, that you've never been, where would you want to go? For me, I would love to see Africa. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, an area of of the of the world that uh, is different than than what we see. Um, some of the the areas that I've been able to visit, uh, I know this is lightning, but I've okay. been, been able to vi visit a little bit in Central America, and just seeing how others live mm -hmm. uh, is really Im impactful. Um, and so, I would want to see how others others okay. live in other places. For me, there's a small island right off of the coast of Italy. It's called Sardinia. Okay. And uh, we do the exchange students. So we had okay. one from there and some beautiful pictures of uh, the ocean the, and, and the whole nine yards. I mean, it, yeah. it looks beautiful. That's I'd like a, to go there. That's a beautiful area of the world. Yes. The whole med and, you know, yes. if I'm not careful, Tambri will hit me about <laughs> some of the places she visits and has uh, contacts over there. So um, dawn or dusk? Morning or evening? <laughs> Dusk. <laughs> I'm a morning person. Yeah. I'm a morning. <laughs> All right. Midnight's even better. <laughs> Midnight's even better. All right. Yeah. Well, it takes all kinds, right? So I think I've, I've been several over, over my course at my time. So, um, so I'm going to go to the one, um, The Office or Parks and Rec? Two yeah, TV shows. Neither for me. Okay. I'm just not a comedy guy. I don't know. It's uh, – uh, I said, hey, work is all about fun. But <laughs> I don't understand either of those. <laughs> it's not a thing for me. Unfortunately, I've never seen either one of okay. them. Um, I'm big into the sports. So okay. give me baseball, football. Baseball, football. Give me some some game. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, well, we could – I mean, yesterday's news was uh, number 12. Yeah, decided that he was news. done. So I was hoping for uh, one more. Hoping for one more. Yeah, yeah well, was, you know, th there's a lesson to be learned there, right? His comment was – I can't commit to excellence anymore, yes. right? Not that I'm done playing football. It's that I can't commit to the effort it took to maintain or to get to that level of excellence. So a, kind of a lesson there for leaders in that you know, we should always be striving to that, yes. right? And so uh, – but that takes work and sometimes you need breaks. So, yes, sir. Um, so, of course, it's gone on a little longer than the normal lightning round. But uh, what's your favorite season? Fall. Okay. Yeah, fall. Fall? Yes. Yeah. Well, we're in Florida, so we don't kind of get a fall, but yeah. No, yeah. I like that cooler weather around yeah. Thanksgiving time. You know. Yeah. You know, growing up playing football in Texas was like, oh, yeah, this kind of sort of seems like fall. You know, <laughs> you know, maybe it's a little cool out here. You know, we're on the coast, so not, you know, but. Yeah. Um, I've got a jack oak in my backyard that uh, reminds me it's fall. Okay. Uh, and it does drop its leaves. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, well, and, you know, we just had the one week of winter, well, you know, last yes. week or earlier this week, <laughs> yes. right? And we're getting right back into summer. So, well, hey, great. I, I really appreciate this conversation. Uh, these are always uh, educational and I learn stuff from them. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. And so I thank you both, you know, Vito and Andrew for being here. Appreciate that. And always, always want to shout out to our media relations team who makes this all possible. 
Uh, and then again, thank you for joining us for this episode of Pasco Podcast. I'm Dan Biles, and until the next one. For more information on Pasco County government, please visit mypasco.net and check us out on Facebook and Twitter.